the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Thank you and welcome to The Word, our Church of the Week program here where we like to remind you that there's a verse in the Bible. I like this one. It says in 1 Timothy 5.17, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. And it makes me so proud. I'm Baron Wiley. I look forward to every one of these conversations with the shepherds and the leaders who lead this city in the great city of San Antonio, getting to know their hearts and hearing their passions and hearing all the amazing God stories. But today is especially important to me because, well, I get to introduce you to my pastor. Uh, I go to a small church. Uh, my guest today is Dr. Ed Newton of Community Bible Church. And Pastor Ed, thank you so much for being here today. I'm smiling ear to ear, man. I'm love, loving this moment, watching you do your thing and the gift mix and the skill set God's given you. <laughs> the gift mix. I like that. You know, it's, a, it's, it's a new phrase for the, the word crowd here. That's right. That's right. Word, word up. Word up. Well, where do, where do we even start? And so, uh, Ed, God bless you. I'm just, again, just humbled that you're here. And uh, there's something on, your, on the website there that I heard you say all the time in church uh, that you said, in our house, we initiate and celebrate life change in Jesus' name. Amen. Where'd that come from? Honestly, that came from just my personal time with the Lord. I just was like, God, what, what do you want this place to be known for? Also, just listening to the stories of so many people that have come to know Jesus through Community Bible Church and the legacy of Pastor Robert Emmett, founding pastor. This church is filled with stories of people that have just been miraculously restored, renewed, healed. And, and those stories could have honestly just been published and printed and posterized. And I just went, what makes this place so special? And it's the fact that this church has always initiated, sought to be the light and salt in this society and community, and also celebrated life change. And so these two components, initiating and celebrating, has always been a part of Community Bible Church. I just tried to put handles to it. And the thing that has always been true of Community Bible Church, it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Are we done? That was it. I was ready. I was happy with that. That's cool. Well, hey, before we dive into Community Bible Church and what the last year has, has been like for you, your devotionals all this week, you brought it, you brought the Word, uh, some revelation uh, that maybe some people hadn't heard before. And if you missed any of those, you can go to am630theword.com uh, and, and hear all those devotionals again on demand, just like this conversation there. Easter, Sunday's coming. Sunday's always coming. That's right. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> but something special is happening uh, at CBC this week, Easter week. Yes, sir. We have... Easter weekend. Now, we try to treat every weekend like Easter weekend. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl Sunday. We, we try to live with the reality that we celebrate the resurrected Savior every single weekend. But obviously, as we look to the calendar and we commemorate and celebrate the life and legacy of Jesus, it's a big deal in our house. Uh, and I say our house, it's a reference to our, our community of faith that just believes that. And here's our tagline. Our prayer is that people will come to the house of God to meet the God of our house. And when they meet the God of our house, they would take the God of our house back to their house and bring about life change, and celebrate everything that God can do. And so we celebrate Easter, Sunday, yes, three services, 9, 11, and 1. 
but we're also adding a couple more. Wow. We're going Friday at 7, Saturday at 5, and then Saturday at 7 as well. So that's six services. And then also our Espanol service at 1 o'clock simultaneously on Sunday with our English-speaking service. And then we have another campus called Borgfeld, CBC Borgfeld, mm-hmm. that's also having a, a service there at Timber Creek Elementary School from 9 a.m. and also 11 a.m. So you do the six services on Easter week there, and then you do it again in Spanish. That's amazing. You know what? I what? need to brush up on oh. my Spanish, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I bet you picked up a few things, made some cultural changes since you've come to San Antonio. Absolutely. You're a transplant from Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. Via Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, sir. Anywhere else in that mix? That's it. Yeah. I'm working the triangle here. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, what, what has been the cultural experience from uh, Central Florida to Central Texas? You now, the common denominator, and I don't know if our listening, listening audience knows this, but San Antonio and Orlando are sister cities, not only just based upon just the latitude line. Uh-huh. But also in regards to climate and weather. Now we got some other issues like ragweed and mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. other allergens that we got going on. However, mountain cedar, though. mountain cedar has been <laughs> the absolute thorn in my flesh. Yeah. But when it comes to Orlando and San Antonio, it's a multicultural environment and it's a melting pot. Now in Orlando, it's islands. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Puerto Rico, it's Cuba, it's Dominican Republic, it's Jamaica. Here, it's obviously a very strong Hispanic presence, and so. But then at the same time, based upon our city. The demographic of our city, such as the military, technology industry, biomedics, all these things that we have going on in this amazing city, mm. the whole world is coming to San Antonio, Texas. And that's what we love because my wife's from, her family's from the Philippines. Yeah. We have an African-American son from Ethiopia, Africa, and then we have three daughters that look nothing like me, praise be to God. <laughs> um, so we have diversity in our own personal family, and it's just a reflection of the beautiful city of diversity in San Antonio. Absolutely. I'll, I'll just make a quick observation, too, because I I'm, I'm enjoy your, your messages every week. In fact, uh, my wife and I lead a Bible study based on those, those messages there in our home uh, every Sunday. We just do it once. Sorry. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for helping <laughs> uh, us. But, uh, but you use your gift in communication and alliteration in making your points there, too. Yes, sir. But that carried over in the naming of your children. It did. London, Lola, Liv, and Lawson. Yeah. Four L's. You know, alliteration is a powerful thing. Uh-huh. And for me personally, it's interesting. My, my daughter said this to me the other day. She said, Dad, do you know that you have a tendency to get my name wrong? I'm like, Le- least I'm saying the right letter. Yeah. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and how, can I ask how your kids are doing in South Texas? Kids are loving it. Yeah. The, the, the beauty of this city, the traditional values. It's, a, it's a, such a family-friendly town. Yeah. Obviously, come from Orlando, there's a lot of entertainment aspects with – with the theme parks right. and we got a little bit of that here but the natural beauty of san antonio the caverns the rivers all those things there's so much to do here and our kids have just thoroughly enjoyed not only being in san antonio our church base but also the school that they go to we're talking to dr ed newton the pastor of community bible church our church of the week here on am 630 the word i'm baron wiley and pastors again we're nearing uh, easter sunday here happy anniversary thank you sir i remember that very first easter sunday with you there and uh, and what a, what a year it's been. It's been the ride of my life. Has it? I'm telling you, my <laughs> whole life has led me to Community Bible Church in this amazing uh, city. Tell a little bit of that story there, how all this happened. You know, I was just a guest preacher several years ago for our men's events at Community Bible Church. I was discovered, this is a crazy story, off the Internet, YouTube. Yeah. And so the leadership, former leadership Community Bible Church just said, hey, we'd love for you to come and speak to our men. It's one thing to be invited. It's another thing to be invited back six years in a row. Mm-hmm. And then Pastor Robert, who's a hero of the faith, just said, hey, you know, I'm not able to speak to our men because of my weekend responsibilities. Could we trade places? 
And little did I know that my heart would grow so fond of this amazing group of people that really believe that we could change the world. I had no idea. And I prayed this prayer on the front row of that church. Fast forward, Pastor Robert was on a sabbatical in the summer a couple years ago and brought in various guest preachers. And as I was sitting there by myself one weekend, just as the fill-in preacher, the Spirit of God, just bearing witness in my heart, I said this to the Lord. I said, God, one day if you would allow me to pastor a church, would it be like Community Bible Church? And what I meant by the like, nobody ever goes, I'd like to pastor one of the largest churches in the United States of America, considering the fact that I've never pastored before in my life. (laughs) So I've been in ministry, but never been a pastor, a chief leader, shepherd, CEO of an organization. And and so I just, I knew my beginnings would have some small roots, Mm -hmm. but little did I know that God was orchestrating and weaving. The only way I could share this story is basically it's like the prophet coming to Jesse's house sizing up all the sons Mm. and going, one's missing. And everybody kind of looks around and goes, not that guy. He's not the most qualified, not the most gifted, not the most talented. And I don't mean that in self-deprecation. I honestly did not feel I was worthy Mm. of the consideration. And I am just humbled, still wake up every day and go, I cannot believe that God has given me the desire of my heart. Mm. That's where God wants you to. Absolutely. I, I'm going to go back to that Easter service there, too. I'll reflect on a story that you told uh, that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and that was, do you remember when you were on a plane sitting in first class and maybe our friend Bruce Bowen was sitting across the aisle from you? Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Tell a little bit what happened there. Well, I was, first of all, I was upgraded. It didn't pay for that, that seat. But as I was upgraded, I um, noticed that Bruce Bowen was sitting across the aisle from me. Now, I'm a big Hoops fan. I'm a big Spurs fan. And Now, and hold it, on. Were you a Spurs fan before one year ago? Let, let, me, let me tell you this. I was always a fan of the Spurs because uh-huh. of traditional fundamental basketball. I played high school basketball, played college basketball. When, when you play basketball, you cannot help but to love the San Antonio Spurs. Now, they weren't the top at my list because I used to live in Memphis. Uh-huh. And so I was a Grizz fan. But then it did not take me long to jump ship <laughs> and join the party yeah. with the Go Spurs Go movement. Yeah. So for me – it was uh, – then again, I, I was a Hoops fan. So I knew Bruce Bowen, Minister of Defense yeah. is how I viewed him. And obviously he was an NBA analyst on, on ESPN. With his bow tie. On his bow tie. And the Spurs had just won the NBA title that summer. And the story – that's the time frame of that. I'm in the Atlanta airport. I see Bruce Bowen talking to the owner, general manager of the Orlando Magic, where obviously I, I was raised. Mm-hmm. And I see them two talking. Pat Williams is, is – very, very uh, likable, voracious reader, wears luau shirts everywhere he goes. So I knew that was Pat Williams and Bruce Bowen were buddies. And I see Pat Williams as he's boarding the plane, walk past me. He's not in first class. He's in coach. The general manager of the Orlando Magic is sitting in coach, reading a book. But he'd also just had battled a bout of cancer. Mm. And so... Pat Williams and I were actually going to be at the same conference, which meant we're going to land in San Antonio, get in a shared ride vehicle, (laughs) and we were going to do a conference together. But he didn't know me from from just anybody else on that plane. And so I was just – I felt led by the Holy Spirit to give him my seat. So we get to 30,000 feet. I lean over to the flight attendant, and I said, there is a gentleman with a luau shirt in the back reading a book. He's the general manager of the Orlando Magic, and he's a man of God, and I want to give him my seat. She goes back, tells Pat Williams, 
there's a gentleman up front in first class that wants to give you a seat. Now, once more, he knows Bruce Bowen's sitting up there. So he responds, Pat Williams' response to the flight attendant is, tell Bruce Bowen, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. He thinks Bruce Bowen is giving Give him enough. a seat. Yeah. And so the flight attendant, obviously not a basketball fan, nor a San Antonio Spurs fan, right. comes back to me in the earshot of Bruce Bowen and says to me, Mr. Bruce Bowen, Mr. Williams said, thanks, but no thanks. He's perfectly fine writing and coach, <laughs> reading his book. And Bruce Bowen's response in that moment, he said this out loud for all of God in first class to hear. He goes, it's the first time in my life I've ever been called a white man. <laughs> Classic. And through that awkward moment, we just through laughter, got a great chance to meet Bruce Bowen, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal leader in our city. So when you got in the cab, yes, in sir. the ride there, yes, what happened sir. there? I had to explain to Mr. Williams it wasn't Bruce Bowen that tried yeah. to give you a seat. It was me, and it's an honor to meet you, sir. And so we struck up a friendship and a conversation, and we laughed. Oh, we laughed yeah. about it. You've made a lot of new friends here in San Antonio, too. You being one of them. Well, it takes one to know one. Yes, sir. I like it. you got another friend behind me here. Pastor Scott Kendig, transplant from Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. Our new executive pastor. We have two, Sean Metcalf and... Scott Kendig, which all that means is when you have two executive pastors, that means that you have a lead pastor that's a lot of work. Yes, sir. It takes two people to help me. Amen. Well, I'm thinking about Aaron and her. Yes, sir. On both sides of Moses there. Those two guys are great encouragements to me. Way to go, Scott. Have all your albums. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, and then, of course, the worship at CBC speaks for itself there. Ray Jones doing it for a long time. Ray Jones, Phil Vega. Phil Vega. We have an all-star team. Yep. Micah Fisher, Amanda Singer, Tim, Amy. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And we have a feeder system, you know, using a little bit of some athletic terminology. We do a lot of music academies and school of worship kind of moments that are just building them from within. Putting our young men and young ladies on the front lines. That's what I'm talking about. Of serving. And here's here's what I'm going to say to you. I've been convicted and convinced all at the same time that the reason why a lot of young people are leaving the church after they graduate high school, and I've always said this to our community of faith, they start attending Bedside Baptist, St. Mattress Cathedral, First Fellowship of the Futon. They they just check out, Mm. and then they're 29 years old, married with children, and they'll make this statement, the last time I've been in church was when I was a high school senior. So what if we give them a place to serve now instead of later? What if we stop telling this generation they're the future church and tell them they're the present current church? Mm. What if we tell them that they're not the church of tomorrow, but they're the church of right here, right now? And this is the slogan and the mantra of what we do. He who wants this generation the most will get them, mm. and we want them. Mentorship's also important to you guys. Huge. You partnered with the city as well. I know that working with Ivy Taylor, uh, our own radio station does something called Project One, where we encourage our listeners to get involved with mentorship there. But CBC says we want them all. We want every bit of it. So when, when the mayor calls and says, hey, we need help with mentorship, we, we go through the training process and we seek to be agent, agents of change in our city for the purpose of being what we've been called to be, mm. salt and light. So that's a big deal for us. There's an epidemic, obviously, of, of a, a lot of young people that feel as if they have nobody in their corner cheering them on. And it's not because they're not bright, intelligent people that they're struggling academically. It's just because of the fact, much like my story when I was growing up, I, I struggled academically. I had learning disabilities. I still have learning disabilities. And so through that all, you, you hear a message like, hey, you're not college material, and you start to believe the criticisms or the statements. And nobody wakes up and goes, you know, I'd like to wreck and ruin Ed Newton's life as a high school kid that forever scars him. But just in those statements of, 
hey, you're more career or trade oriented, and so you might want to go more of a Votech route than to a, a traditional college. That began to cast seeds of doubt. Mm. And then I had a math teacher that was a believer in Jesus Christ that said, no, God has called you for so much more. There's a calling on your life. Not that being in the workforce or in regards to being in a vocational element is not a platform to make much of God. If there's a business owner, if there's a plumber, if there's a, uh, a garbage man listening right now, their, their roles are so important. That's their platform, and they're going to preach Jesus and make Christ known. Mm. And I was willing to do those things. But I had a math teacher say, I think God's called you to preach, which is interesting because the number one question I get everywhere I go is, how did you learn how to talk? Here's the reason why. Both my parents don't talk. They're deaf. Mm. So when you have two parents that don't speak, I'm raising a silent home. Mm-hmm. And I look back on my life and go, God, you called me to be a voice when I lived in a silent world as a kid to be a voice of reason and hope and encouragement to those that might be seeking and searching for something to satisfy their soul. Well, here's another reason why I love my church here at Community Bible Church with you, uh, Dr. Ed Newton. Uh, and that would be there's another mini revival going on in the church, and that has to do with the deaf community. Yes, sir. When you mosey over to that side of the stage and you kind of give, you communicate with them like no one has before. And uh, it's so wonderful to see them light up. And uh, and again, you know, another church within the church. But uh, it's blessed to be the name of the Lord there. Uh, the, the word does not return void via your hands. Well, one of the things that's so interesting to me is that cultural anthropologists are revealing that one of the most unreached people groups in our own country mm. are deaf people. And so we have made a very intentional effort to, much like with our young people, we want to go after them. We want deaf people to know that they're loved here, they're welcome here. We seek to give them community here. And it does make a difference. The, the terminology is called a coda. I am a child of a deaf adult. Hmm. It's obviously an acrostic, uh, a reminder that they're represented from somebody that understands their culture. So oftentimes I will, much like how somebody would kind of go in and out of Spanish and English and Spanglish, Mm -hmm. I go in and out of sign language for the purpose of helping them understand they're in it. Like this coming Lord's Day, there will be a deaf choir. Now think about that. Yeah. There'll, There'll be 20, 30 deaf people singing along with the song with their hands. Hallelujah. It's amazing. Hey, if you've just joined us, we're talking to the pastor of Community Bible Church, Dr. Ed Newton. It's our church of the week here on The Word. Catch him every Saturday night like I do. I go to the 5 o'clock. That's great. It's a great way to do it. Or uh, Sunday mornings at 9, 10, 11, and 1. What are you doing that wonderful one-hour break in between that 11 and 1 o'clock, Pastor Ed? Because it's back-to-back. Well, let me add this in. Between every service, I stand in the back in the lobby and yes, shake hands and try to meet as many visitors as possible. Um, so between that, the closing of the... 11 o'clock service, which usually gets done, depending on how long the preacher goes, <laughs> usually about 12.05. We try to be done at noon, and then we have another service at 1. And so I go out into the lobby. By the time I get back to the green room is what we call it. It's not a green room. It's just what we call it. But it is right. uh, 12.45, which means I have about 15 minutes. To throw down. To throw down a <laughs> peanut butter and banana sandwich. Thank that you very is, much. Absolutely. Elvis Presley would be proud. That's right. Every Sunday I eat the same thing. Here's the reason why. I, I've tried to eat some other things, but when you have to go back out and preach again for the fourth time in one day, you got to make sure that you can actually have food that's palatable. And mm-hmm. so that peanut butter banana does well. Those Cool Ranch Doritos do well. Mm-hmm. And that protein bar with two eight-ounce Dr. Peppers. Amen. Can I get an amen from that's somebody right. listening right now? I speak Dr. Pepper here. That's a <laughs> South Texas classic there, too. Uh, online at communitybible.com. And if you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-496-5096. But a great way to, to catch the church is on onlinechurch.com, 
where you guys are streaming live every service there too. And that's another culture that's happening all over the world. Do you hear feedback on people that catch you? We do. It's a great ministry for churches that are considering doing online church. Not only does it come alongside of, of those that are enabled of getting to church because of maybe a particular disability, a season of life where they find themselves, much like we had a, a beautiful church member this weekend said, Pastor Ed, it's been two years since I've been in church because of my health conditions, but I've watched you every Sunday. Mm. And so through the process of that. Was that the lady with the air tank in the back? It was. That was awesome. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And so for Did two, you catch her after service? I caught her before the service. Oh, I got you. And uh, for two years, she's been unable to come to church. And so our online ministry not only services those, but also we got a lot of folks listening and watching from afar. My aunt and uncle, they just came into town with visiting. And it was just so shocking to hear my uncle say, Ed, I watch you every week. Mm. He knew more about what was going on in our church (laughs) from Charlotte, North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) He knew the ins and outs. He knew people's names. He knew the stories. Yeah. He's, it's been interesting to watch the journey, and there's a lot of people that just want to be a part of the journey, and onlinechurch.com is a way to do it. I'm going to take a step back there, too, and we were talking about this fifth-grade teacher that influenced you in the direction that the Lord would have you go. But a mentor to you, who comes to mind for that? Who, who kind of kept you on that track, and, and maybe even today? There's so many that I could look back to and go, they were such a significant spoke in the wheel mm-hmm. of encouragement. My math teacher, Kevin Kugler, is one I spoke of. And here's a crazy story. Let me, let me just see, see if I can be an encouragement to somebody listening going, I'm just a math teacher. There might be somebody today going, I'm just filling the blank. I don't have that kind of influence. My math teacher in high school believed in me so much that he took $300 of his own money and sent me off to a leadership camp called Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Wow. And I remember asking Mr. Cougar, I said, why? He said, you're going to come back from this and you're going to be the FCA president on our campus. Now, I'd been a believer for less than a year. And through that, God was just using the prodding of a math teacher to speak into my life, leadership, combating some other folks going, hey, your grades are not the best, and you might as well consider another option of higher education besides going off to college. <laughs> so, But Mr. Kugler, let me fast forward this story. I go off to college. Mr. Kugler dies of a brain tumor. Mm. Married before he died. Also, he and his wife were expecting their firstborn child. Wow. So his wife, pregnant, coming alongside of her husband with a brain tumor. It was the dark night of the soul for the Kuglers. Sure. Mr. Kugler dies. I get that news. Several months later, Kayla Kugler is born. Fast forward. I'm speaking at a preaching event in Panama City, Florida. At the end of the, of the service, a young girl comes up to me and she goes, Mr. Newton, she goes, my mom said that you would be at this camp. And I signed up for one purpose. And here's the reason why. My name's Kayla Kugler. And if you would just grace me with 15 to 20 minutes could you tell me stories about my dad that I never got a chance to meet and I got the privilege of talking to Kayla Cougar going your dad changed my life so when I think about the spokes in the wheel of encouragement it's hard for me not to to just spend more time on Mr. Kevin Cougar who's in heaven today I can't wait to see him face to face and tell him thank you so much for believing in me when I didn't believe in myself and so my College coach, my Bible teacher, my youth pastor, my first full-time church position I served at Memphis, Tennessee. Danny Sinkfield is mm-hmm. a father in the faith. My kids call him Papa. So my mom and dad. So there's just so many people. I'm, I'm not here because I did this by myself. I mm-hmm. stand on the shoulders of greatness. And I got to mention Pastor Robert Emmett because of the fact of he believed in me. Mm. You know, to grow a church, I mean, think about this. I started a church with 137 people. 
shall now be 27,000 church members. And he trusted a no-name kid. I say kid, I'm 41, but Mm. a no-name young man with a call of God on his life and gave him the keys to what I say, a Ferrari. Yeah. I mean, he gave, it's the greatest gift that anybody could have ever given me outside of my salvation and my family is the privilege of pastor Community Bible Church. Well, another reason why I'm so proud to call you my pastor and so proud to, and blessed and honored to, to serve at CBC and, uh, and like several thousand people here in San Antonio. But uh, this is the Church of San Antonio we're talking to here. Um, a lot of great churches in this town. Um, but, Pastor, would you invite our listeners to, to come to Sunday service? Absolutely. There's a lot of great churches, a lot of Bible-believing churches in the area. And we definitely don't want to take anybody from a local fellowship. And I want our pastors to hear that, that there's nobody cheering for you more than me. Because we all win together. There's enough people right. in this city that need the hope of Jesus, and it's going to take all of us linking arms. But if you are without a church and you're looking for a place to not only give your life away, we say this all the time. We're not trying to build an audience. We're trying to build an army. Mm. And therefore, if you have some talents, gifts, and abilities that you feel as if could be utilized for the kingdom of God, come help us at Community Bible Church. We have a place for you. We always say this. It's okay not to be okay. So for anybody in this, this audience, please know that you'll be in a room with people that know that we don't have it all together, but Jesus does. And even though it's okay not to be okay, Jesus tells us, I don't want to leave you that way. I want to change your life. And that's the hope and prayer for anybody listening today. If you're looking for a place to belong, you don't have to believe here to belong here. And I know that sounds quite unorthodox. We just believe we're going on a a long walk in the same direction, and we just want you to know who Jesus is. So come and be a part of our family. Well, here's what's going on Easter weekend. Friday night, 7 o'clock, Saturday, 5 and 7 o'clock, and then Easter Sunday morning, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 1 o'clock. Those are always the staples, though, that 9, 11, and 1 on Sundays, and again, that Saturday night service where you can catch me (laughs) at 5 o'clock on Saturdays. Uh, We'd love to see you there. Pastor Ed, thank you so much, and God bless you. And and here's to 25 years in San Antonio with Dr. Ed Newton. Let's do it. I'm Baron Wiley. Thank you for listening to The Word, our Church of the Week, Community Bible Church. See more at am630theword.com. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word, Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.